I'm Emily, a chatty 22-year-old inspiring you to love yourself, shed your light onto others, and live in a never-ending world of joy. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's get to work. Hello, you guys. Happy Monday morning or happy Sunday night to me. Um, That is currently when I'm recording it. I love my little Sunday nights with you guys and my microphone. I know you're not listening yet, but it's just comforting to feel like I can have this like conversation, I guess, but it also kind of feels like a like verbal, like audio diary. So, or audio journal, I'll say. So yeah, I love this time recording my podcast at night. So thank you guys for allowing me to do so. Um, So yeah, I just want to say hello to everyone. Um, It's just me this week, although it seems you all enjoyed last week's little surprise guest episode very much. Um, I can't see who listens, but I can see the number of plays that I got. And within like two days, it got like triple the amount of plays that my episodes usually get in that time. So I was like very pleasantly surprised <laughs> to see that number go up so quickly. So thank you guys. Um, I hope everyone had a very relaxing and enjoyable weekend, no matter what you did. And I hope that you're ready for an enjoyable week, no matter what you have on your calendar, how many things you have to do. Um, before I begin, I do want to give a huge giant shout out to all of you guys, all of my listeners, because we hit 1000 plays or downloads of the podcast um, early last week, which may not seem like a whole lot to you guys, but it is crazy that you guys are listening and choosing me to listen um, on these very important topics. And I'm truly so grateful for this opportunity to have you guys as my audience. And this podcast is like my little safe space. I'm always just so happy to show up for all you guys. Um, And I'm just so grateful that you guys choose to show up for me as well, because without the listens, I wouldn't really be obviously getting anywhere with this. So thank you guys. Um, And I just feel so blessed and I wish I could hug every single one of you. Um, This weekend, just to give you guys a little recap, I went to go visit my boyfriend, Gunnar, who you all met last week. Um, He had like a little like country fair in his town. So that was pretty cute. Um, Very like towny of us to do. Um, and on the way back, I, or when, when I got back, I ordered my Instacart because I didn't have time to like grocery shop and finish homework and unpack and do laundry, you know? So my mom suggested to do Instacart. So I was like, great idea, mother. So I did Instacart and it took so long to get here, which I didn't really care about, but this is where it gets funny. And this is why I'm sharing you the story. So I ordered avocados, right? I ordered three avocados. The Instacart guy, he gives me three bags. So now I have 18 avocados. What do I do with that? I don't know. I also ordered three peaches because that's how much I wanted for the week. He gave me an entire bag of peaches. There's probably like seven peaches there. Okay. And then I also got, I asked for four bananas. I got seven probably because I got like a whole fat bunch. Um, I got pickles that I didn't ask for. And I also got um, cinnamon raisin Ezekiel bread that I didn't ask for. So if anyone has any ideas on what I can do with 18 avocados or cinnamon raisin Ezekiel bread, um, let a girl know. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going to make a lot of guacamole. I feel like I could probably also freeze avocados to put in smoothies or something. I'm not really sure. My roommate um, mentioned, what is it? I think she said like Kylie Jenner or like someone like that. They made avocado puree. They were like eating that. I don't know. To me, it just seems like baby food. So I don't know if I'd make myself avocado puree, but <laughs> there's that. And then the cinnamon raisin Ezekiel bread, I was thinking like, some Greek yogurt and peanut butter, like spread with like banana on top. I don't know. You guys help me out. Let's get creative in the kitchen. Alrighty. Anyways, moving on from my weekend and my 18 avocados. Um, 
let's move on to the episode. Uh, okay, so this episode, self-love is self-respect, like that's or self-love equals self-respect. Um, this might be a bit of like a rude awakening to some of you because not like I'm not I'm not trying to give you a rude awakening but if you feel that it may be a rude awakening to you like if you're listening and you're like ouch um I don't mean it in that way but you know it was a huge rude awakening to me at the time to learn this and when I was learning about this topic so as always no hard feelings just take what resonates and leave what doesn't you guys know the drill um I want everyone to leave this episode feeling empowered and not depleted so just keep that in mind if you're listening like don't take anything I'm saying to heart um, I'm just speaking from my own personal experience and you guys know that, but I feel like this episode especially deserves that disclaimer um, because we're talking about something that not everyone likes to talk about. So yeah, and I, I'm brutally honest in some ways, shapes and forms, not all the time. I like to deliver with love and I still believe I am, but I don't know. I don't want it to be taken harshly, if you will. So yeah, it's not bad. And you know, I've been there too. And that's the only reason why I'm sitting in front of this microphone today talking to you guys <laughs> about it. So yeah. So this topic is going to seem like it's going to sort of stem off of what we talked about last week with my boyfriend Gunner. Um, however, this isn't like a part two, so you don't need to listen to both or like listen to it, listen to them in order if you want to, whatever. You don't have to do that. Um, but a big part about having a non-toxic relationship is sharing a very high level of respect for your partner and having a sense of ownership over your own self, like over, over your self-respect and having the partner like having your partner have that mutual self-respect for you, like a, like agreeing that you deserve to have a high self sense of self-respect. And it seems like it's like a no brainer, but, um, kind of goes out the window nowadays and I'm going to talk about it. So yeah, it really just boils down to how you are setting and respecting your own and each other's boundaries. And when you don't do, or you do participate in setting and respecting those boundaries, um, you know, like actually doing them, not just like talking about, boundaries or like faking them or like setting them and like continually crossing them and letting it be okay when you actually respect those boundaries that's when the relationship thrives and when you don't respect those boundaries or you just set them and you continually cross them that's when it can actually get quite toxic um and this can be like you know on any in any like aspect in any boundary but for this topic specifically um that can 100% happen really quickly and get really bad. Um, I don't have Gunner with me on this episode today. One, because he's in a different state. And two, because I think this is like a cute little girl party topic to talk about. A cute little like girl episode. Um, just to have like a heart to heart um, from one girl to another. Um, just because, you know, we're going to get quite personal. And this can be something that you totally do not want a guy's opinion on, obviously. Um, I don't want a guy's opinion on this topic because I don't know what they have to say. I mean, I know that my boyfriend agrees with me, but I wouldn't want someone else's boyfriend telling them what to do or giving advice on this topic. So Gunnar's not joining us on this part two, if you will, even though it's not really part two. All right. Anyway. So yeah, kind of, um, kind of part two, but not whatever. When you listen to this episode, first to get in the right headspace, I want you guys to try and imagine as if your future daughter or your baby cousin or your baby sister is sitting in the room with, with you listening as well. Um, and that honestly could be a great thing to do for every episode to have someone like really important that you want to be, a, have good influence on like sitting next to you, but, or someone that you want to be a role model for. But I think especially in terms of self-respect, we as females ignore this topic really easily because we think we don't have to apply it to our lives 
more than any other topic because it's something that's a little bit more challenging to kind of like sit with ourselves and be honest with ourselves about. So we just think like, oh, I'll worry about that later. Oh, that's not true for me. Like whatever, I don't need, I don't need to think about that. Um, and I think society is partially to blame for to blame for this because low self-respect has just become so normalized in our culture. And I'm going to talk about that a bunch later. But it's also a topic that no one really speaks up about um, because I think, I don't know. I think people that speak up about it speak up about it in the opposite sense that I'm going to speak up about it in. So we'll just leave it at that. Um, now I lost my train of thought. Hold on, guys. Ah. Um, but yeah, I just think imagining that you have those extra set of airs in the room would make you more inclined, I guess, to be receptive or curious about what I'm talking about because it can be hard to want to listen to this since it has been so normalized to do the opposite of what I'm going to say I think is right. Not right, but you guys, you get what I'm saying. Um, also, kind of like what I was saying before, there's nothing to be ashamed about if you find that you have a lack of self-respect. And like I said, this was something that I really, really struggled with and was kind of the basis of like my poor self-love um, was my lack of self-respect. And it all kind of stemmed from there. So I really struggled here. And I struggled to like, I struggled like when I had low self-respect in the past and even now like I struggle thinking about how little self-respect I had like it pains me to think about um and I still struggle with it and it's okay but I think talking about it not only helps me but hopefully it helps you because I know that when I hear other people talking about things that I struggle with it helps me to accept my struggles and move past them and work for them work on them for myself so just like anything else I, you know, it doesn't make you less of a person to struggle in this area and it happens to everybody. And I'm just going to talk about it because I think it can help the both of us. All right. Anyways, let's move on. Um, so you may or may not have, I've been kind of dancing around the fact that this episode is mainly going to focus on hookup culture in our society, sex. I'll just drop the S word right, right now. Get it over with. <laughs> I feel like I'm in like sixth grade health. Um, but whatever. Yeah. Basically what hookup culture is and how it what it has become, especially for women in the college-aged era and, like, around that, even high school. You know, we got some – if we got some young ears in here, that's cool too. And even people in their 20s, like, my age and older. Um, and I'm just going to talk about why I think it's the stupidest thing in the entire world, basically. <laughs> Fact of the matter is society tells us that engaging in hookup culture is empowering and women should do all these things with our bodies because – we're women and we can and we deserve to feel good in that way. And while that all is true, I do understand where they're coming from in some areas. I think that we, as a society, collectively draw the line like very, very close to where like that actually holds truth and to where it just sends us in like the complete opposite direction. Like we have crossed the line in that sense. I think that there, that, um, not hookup culture, but I think sex can be empowering and it is something magical that women can do with our bodies and we do deserve to feel good. But I think when you put it in this, in when you put sex just in hookup culture, I think it gets really twisted and I think it takes away from that truth and it just sends us to feeling violated and depleted and embarrassed and taken advantage of. So that's what I'm going to talk about. And, you know, I heard something sometime, honestly, it was a TikTok, you know, I'm, I'm always honest with where my sources are from, most of them are TikTok, but I heard something and it was still interesting and I do believe it. So I want to share with you guys, um, some professor, like some college student, I don't know, someone did like a little experiment 
um, and I can't remember the number, but he did the experiment with college students, boys and girls on their campus, and they asked how they would describe their most recent hookup um, or the last person they had casual sex with. And um, a very large number of the students, like the survey that they did, I think it was like 98% or something like that. I wish I could remember. Of course, I can't remember now. And I can't find the video. I couldn't find it before I started recording. They described it as, it was okay. You know, and I heard that and I was just like, so you're telling me that it's normalized for everyone to go through everything that you have to go through just to get to that point of having sex with that person, of having casual sex with that person, just for it to be okay. When it's pushed because it's supposed to feel amazing and empowering and I can do this with my body and I'm supposed to feel good, but really all you get is just, it was okay. You know, and it's like, then you also have to go through everything afterwards. So it's like you build all this tension up. You meet someone on a dating app. Like, you know, like you talk a little. You stress about if you're saying the right thing. You stress about their energy, your energy. If you're giving too much, if you're giving too little. If they're interested, if you're interested. You know, and you work all the way to the point of actually going to the person's house or whatever. Stressing about that. What should I wear? Do I smell good? Should I shave? Blah, 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 blah. You have sex with a person. You stress about sex while you're having sex because it's casual sex and you don't know the person and it's, and it's awful. And then you leave and then you stress after you leave. So it's just like, you know, I'm not really cool with that. And I think society is steering you really wrong. So that's why I'm talking about it because no one ever really spoke about like how wrong it was before I knew how wrong it was. So here I am showing up today talking about how wrong it is. <laughs> so think about it. You know, it's like so blatantly disrespectful to yourself to actively engage in something that doesn't leave you feeling like your best self in anything. Like, you know, like, would you want to like, I don't know, let's think of like a, a, a non, a, an unrelated example. Like, would you say it's disrespectful to not feed your body when you're starving and your body is telling you that it needs food? Yes, that's disrespectful. You're not taking care of yourself, you know? So it's like, it's, um, what am I doing? You like, you know, like I was saying, you get on a dating app and you start thinking you're not good enough. That's disrespectful to yourself because you're talking to yourself negatively. You're putting judgments past yourself. You know, post a selfie on Snapchat in hopes that a guy will slide up and ask you to hang out after he gets like drunk at a party just so he can ignore you for the next four days until you get another chance to post a selfie that's disrespectful to yourself because you're putting yourself at the like lowest point of all the lows. You sit in your room until 3 p.m. the next day after you did something that you regret because you just feel so shitty and you question everything you've done. But instead of like honoring those feelings and working through them and thinking about what you can do for next time, you just, you know, brush it off, get up, do your schoolwork, like ignore anything that you think for yourself anyway because, you know, it's just what you do in college. That's disrespectful because you're not honoring your feelings about the situation. So it's like hookup culture just is just designed to have you disrespect yourself in so many different ways. And I'm not saying that you're disrespecting yourself by having sex with or like engaging in hookup culture. I'm just saying that all the actions that you do kind of steers you to disrespecting yourself anyway. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not telling, it's not advising you to do it in like a truthful, healthy, right way. It's just teaching you how to do it just to do it. And I think that is what's disrespectful about the situation. I don't know. So, you know, like sex should be like pleasurable and enjoyable for women as it should be for men. I think that's where hookup culture was like 
initially like that's what that, that was the initial motive for pushing hookup culture i guess but it all went wrong and now everyone's just being taught to disrespect their bodies for just borderline okay sex like that tiktok said and if you think about it you could probably agree you know and even if it was really great like did you feel great after like did the person treat you well like were you anxious at all leading up to it? Did you start doubting yourself? Like, I don't know. It's just like, at what price do you pay for just engaging in this? And it's like, the price is like your literal physical and emotional well-being. I'm not cool with it. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not cool with it. Now, this is the part where I'm going to tell my parents and any of my relatives besides my sister, you can stay. And especially especially my boyfriend, to please close your ears because um, I can't imagine you want to hear my story on this um, because I feel like it's only fair that I share my story if I'm going to talk so strongly about this because um, you can be like, um, Emily, where are you getting your sources from? Like, you could just be like, whatever. So, yeah. So, um, all those people, go ahead and skip this part pretty please. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, I basically just bash talk up culture because I think it's awful and should be banned from the entire universe forever. And, you know, you guys know me. Last week, we talked about it. I'm all for dating intentionally and setting boundaries and communicating property, pro property, properly and all that jazz. And you can't really get that from modern day hookup culture, <laughs> as you can tell. And I'm only bashing it because I have tried it and I have failed, <laughs> as I'm sure you can guess. And we're just like any other episode on here. And I'm not trying to, like, tell you guys what to do. I'm just trying to save you all from doing something that you may regret um like i said take what resonates leave what doesn't you know the drill i'm not telling anyone what to do but since you're here and listening to my advice i'm advising you <laughs> to be the odd one out that doesn't engage in hookup culture because it's not woke it's not fulfilling and it's just not worth it so my story you guys know i was always in the past i was like a codependent type person i always had a boyfriend whatever um my second boyfriend or like, well, whatever. My second like serious, I guess, boyfriend. Um, when I was a senior in high school, the guy was very nice, but I obviously um, got intimate with this person way too quickly. And that didn't really set me up for the best relationship going forward. It led me to feeling pretty insecure in the relationship. You know, I don't know. I just, it's hard to explain, but if you've been there, like you understand. Um, and it wasn't that I didn't want to engage in those acts with that person. It's just that I wasn't ready for it. And I put on this mask that I was. So, cause I wanted to like fit in. I wanted to do it because everyone else was, you know? And I wanted to have that be a part of my life. And I think the other person really wanted it to be part of theirs. Um, so I pushed for it when it wasn't really like appropriate. And I'm almost, I, I always wonder that if I hadn't, if the relationship would have lasted as, as long as it did. Um, because I think when you expose yourself or you give yourself up in that sense, there's like some sort of tie that you have between that person and a lot of red flags kind of get covered up. Um, so it leads to just really toxic behaviors and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, so that was the first time I like engaged in any intimacy with that person was within a really, was like within the parameters of a relationship, like it had that boyfriend girlfriend label. So it still didn't feel like I was engaging in hookup culture, quote unquote, you know what I mean? So then fast forward to after that person and I were done, um, 
again, codependent, past Emily, rushed into a relationship two months in. But this time, the person that I met, I was like, you know, I, w- I wasn't looking for a boyfriend. I was just looking for people to get with, you know, live that college lifestyle. And I was like, all my friends are doing it. Like everyone here is doing it. Like it's not weird. It's like what people do or whatever. And it wasn't really me, which I think is why I it ended up going so poorly for me. It's because deep down, like that person that wanted to be like really emotionally independent and like wanted to have a strong relationship and communicate well, I was always in there. I was like that hopeless romantic was stuck inside of me. So it was like that part of me was always there. So then it was like if I revealed myself in this like vulnerable way, this intimate way, then it was like, sorry, the alarm went off outside and it like threw, threw my train of thought off. Um, it's like if I exposed myself in that vulnerable, emotionally, like emotion, like intimate way, then it was like my I couldn't separate my emotions from that person, even though I didn't necessarily want to have emotions for them. You know what I mean? Because also I didn't know, I didn't have any boundaries. I didn't have any standards for myself. Like my self-respect was at an all-time low. My self-worth was at an all-time low. So I was just, whatever, I ended up finding this person and not even two weeks after I met them, I got really intimate with them. And I just think that, you know, and it's like almost, I'm almost, I'm not going to say grateful for the experience, but I understand why it had to happen because being with all these different people and being in those situations and having those feelings and going through what I went through, it led me to ultimately suffering, (laughs) but then coming out on top. And that is why I'm here sitting in front of this microphone today. So I'm not going to say that it wasn't worth it, but if I could go back and tell myself to just like get here another way, I would love to do so. Um, because then I got intimate with that person and I just think that having sex or being intimate in any way with the wrong people just leads to like feeling complete emotional depletion and it's honestly just a gateway for emotional abuse to occur later on and we're going to talk about that later but yeah that's pretty much my story I didn't want to give all the details because not that it's hard to talk about but I mean it's very personal and I'm sure that you guys can relate in your own ways so I wasn't going to spiel my entire life story um but yeah so you know whatever and then once I got out of that and I started moving towards my self-love journey I started discovering all this the one thing that I couldn't really place to like not complete my journey because obviously this is never ending and I want to continue to grow but the one thing that was like kind of holding me back from like allowing myself to feel a, a high, the highest level of self-respect was setting my boundary on intimacy and I didn't know like where or how I wanted to place that and what I wanted it to be necessarily. And I'm not going to tell you what my boundary is because I've decided that for myself and that is something that should stay personal to me. And, you know, I don't want to seem like I'm trying to influence you guys to decide on a boundary because I really just want you to be truly comfortable with your boundaries around this topic. Um, But I will tell you that once I decided on my boundary for my physical intimacy, everything got so much easier because relationships and thinking about this, like it can get consuming. Like I would, it would always be in the back of my mind when and how far I would go with a guy when I met someone, if I met someone, like how I met them, like 
if it would change, like based on who they are, or when I met them or whatever, whatever it was, like how I wanted to feel about it. Like once I just set a boundary for myself and started holding myself to that new standard and placing my self-worth like much higher than it was, that is when I actually started feeling empowered and like I had ownership over my body and what it could do and what would make me feel good. So keep that in mind when setting your own boundaries and you will be golden. And we're going to talk about how to set boundaries like at the end of the episode. So stay tuned. Um, But I hope that gave you guys a little bit of a better understanding as to why I'm doing this and why I feel kind of strongly on it. Um, Because like I said, it's not really talked about. So I feel like it's like, where do I get off saying all these things? Where do I get off bashing hookup culture? Well, it's because I had such a bad experience. Um, So yeah, this is going to time out in 30 minutes and we're already at 24. So I'm going to pause it and we're going to get another segment rolling. So hold on. All right, party people, we are back and rolling. Um, Segment number two. I don't know how you guys are feeling about these longer episodes, but let's get back into what we were talking about. All right. So now that you know my story and my background, whatever, um, one of the books I read before I came to my like senses and what I wanted my boundary to be was Why Men Love Bitches. Great book. Everyone should read it. I highly recommend, especially if you are single, but you can totally still read it while you're in a relationship. And maybe if you're even in a quote unquote toxic relationship, it would be something good to read and then share what you learned with your partner. And if they're receptive, awesome. If not, kick them to the curb. Um, anyways, I didn't tell you to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just going to give you some, a little bit of like advice that I took away from why men love bitches. The little, like, I guess, analogy she made, Shari Argoff. Um, because it was something that really helped me to understand the importance of having a high self-worth and, you know, placing your self-respect, like, or how self-love, how self-love equally equals self-respect. Oh my gosh, words. So basically what Sherry did was, or Mrs. Ms. Ms. Argov, whatever, basically what the author did was she um, related, like, sex and physical intimacy with your partner to a candy store. So let's say like you have the candy, you are the candy, whatever. <laughs> um, and let's say the part, your partner, your male partner, whatever. Um, the book is in terms of like males, but I guess I could, I don't know if it could relate to like females too. I'm not experienced in that sense. So I, I don't know, but maybe. Um, anyways, uh, actually, the book is called Why Men Love Bitches, so I guess. Anyways, all right, I'm rambling. You, the female, are the candy store. The man is a little kid. If a kid goes into a candy, if if a kid is allowed to go into a candy store every single day, eventually, candy store isn't going to be exciting anymore. But if you know a kid asks to go to the candy store and you keep telling him like, oh, one day, one day, one day, or like. You know, if you put standards on yourself and you only let men who are, who like, you know, fulfill like X, Y, and Z on like your standards list to go to the candy store, then it's like you tell a kid he has to achieve all these things. I mean, you're not going to tell a man he has to achieve things because that's just like weird. But like, let's say, you know what I mean? See what I'm getting at? It's like if a kid has to earn the candy, then he's going to be more excited about it. But if you let a man go to the candy store every day, it's not going to be as exciting. And in a similar way, I don't know if she said this or if I'm saying it now, but if everyone gets to visit the candy store, every single kid on the block, it's not going to be special. 
because everyone's going to get to go. It's not going to be special for the owner of the candy store to let everyone in and, you know, have to, like, take care of all those people. And it's not going to be special for the kids going to the candy store because they can just come and go as they please. Not as exciting. Everyone gets to go, whatever. Whereas if one person gets to walk into the candy store because they fulfill all these, like, they did all these amazing things or they have all these amazing qualities, whatever, then it's more exciting because then they get to leave and be like, I was the only one that got to go to the candy store. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I thought it was a really great analogy. Whatever. But being intimate with the wrong people, like I said before, is like a gateway for everything else to go wrong in a relationship because when you give yourself away in that sense to the wrong person, especially if it happens too quickly or like too shortly after meeting that person, there's nothing left to give. So that person, if they were only interested in pursuing you sexually, then they already got what they wanted if you gave it to them right away. So now you're over here killing yourself for them, begging for their attention, not understanding why they're not giving you the time of day anymore. And you as a girl is like emotionally attached to them now because that's how girls operate and boys don't really think the same way. And all you're getting is just taken advantage of basically because you keep letting them use you in this way. And if you find yourself in a relationship with that person, especially, it's just going to turn into emotional abuse. Speaking from experience, again. (laughs) And I'm only saying it so bluntly because that's what happened to me. And I'm certain that if I hadn't changed my ways and my self-worth before getting into another relationship like I did, it would have just happened time and time again because it was already trending in that direction. And the guys I was with like just kept getting worse. So yeah, it just would have kept happening and it becomes degrading and undesirable and makes you feel just downright shitty and empty and taken advantage of and everything that sex was not designed for. And when I was in that situation, it like I felt like worthless after I did those things and it wasn't a good way to feel. It wasn't empowering and it just made me feel like so bad. And still, when I think about like my past, it still makes me feel that way. Those feelings still are very raw and they come up. So just watch who you give yourself to or watch who you give yourself away to in that sense um, and how quickly you, you you let it happen. Um, and, you know, go get that Why Men Love Bitches book because it has hella good advice. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not saying that, you know, you can't let anyone ever visit the candy store, but I'm just saying that there should be, you know, set rule. The owner of the candy store, you, should set rules on who can visit, how often, and how many people. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, I have to cough. I'm like leaning as I'm talking like I'm laying down basically in my bed so I think I get like you know oh I need some water guys all right so this is gonna be like this I think it's like the second to last or third to last little blurb that I'm gonna talk about before I get into or no I think it's the last blurb I'm gonna talk about before I talk about how to set boundaries um because I don't think I've ever really talked about that on here before Sorry if you heard my water bottle, but I was watching a sermon. I forget now who it was by. And although obviously this guy was talking about having sex within the parameters of marriage because he was a pastor, um, it can be applied to whatever parameters or boundaries you set for yourself um, because it can be applicable in any sense. Um, You know, whatever you decide to follow, not just that one parameter that he was talking about. Um, And I thought it was really interesting, so I just thought it was perfect for this episode, and I wanted to share because I got really excited about it. So I wanted you guys to get excited about it with me. (laughs) But he said, when two people disrespect a boundary, 
and he was talking about like in a heterosexual relationship, he said that the man should take ownership for falling into that boundary and crossing that line. So when he spoke to the men, he said, men, stop blaming women for your lack of self-control. And I heard that and I was like, yes, fair. Someone had to say it like this. Everyone needs to hear this, whatever. But then he turned and he said, women, stop blaming men for your lack of self-worth. And I was like, ooh, you know, that stings a little. And then I was like, okay, you know what? Honestly, fair too. Like, whatever. Someone also had to say that. Because then I was thinking about it and we can all, we can set all the boundaries we want. But if we aren't picky with who those boundaries apply to, if we don't set those boundaries for the purpose of following them and protecting our peace and protecting our inner child and all that, then we just continue to disrespect ourselves because it allows our self-worth to be so low. And you need to act exclusive. You need to act like you should be someone's most prized possession or that you're your own most prized possession because you can be and you are. There's only one of you. So you need to protect that. And when your self-worth isn't as high as it should be, you start getting intimate with all the wrong people and you're basically just like giving out a prize to anyone and they might not necessarily deserve it. You kind of become like a participation trophy and there's not much value in that, right? Like I, who likes a participation trophy? It's like, oh, thanks. You know, I, I got it because I was here. Cool. <laughs> um, but, you know, treat yourself. I'm laughing, but like I don't mean to be insensitive because at one time this was me and like I, my feelings were really hurt because I was treating myself so poorly. So I, I don't mean to laugh. Um, but yeah, just treat yourself and hold yourself to the standard of like top tier million dollar solid gold prize and don't give it away to just anybody because not everyone is worthy of that from you. And that is okay. It doesn't make them bad. It just makes them not worthy because, you know, you have to place yourself. I think, okay. I don't, I'm not, I'm not for putting yourself on a pedestal and like, you know, the arrogant, like cocky, like not confident type way, but in the sense of sexual intimacy and having sex, you have to kind of like put yourself on that pedestal and like own all that who, all that you are and like, you know, set really strong boundaries as to who has access to that from you because it is so personal and it just tugs at you emotionally when it's given to the wrong people. So yeah. Oh my gosh, guys, I just accidentally hint to print my notes. <laughs> okay. Well, that was my little, that was my little sermon that I wanted to share. Um, hopefully that little blurb made you think a bit. Um, am I talking slow? I don't know if I'm talking slow or if I'm dragging this out, but I feel like I, this is like a topic that is like, there's so much to say on it, but I don't want to say it wrong. And I, I'm not trying to be offensive and I really just want to get all I have to say out about this because I do have a lot to say because it's something I'm like so passionate about because once I set that boundary, it made me feel like really good to like have that boundary for myself. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I'm like saying everything I want to, but I think I'm just thinking about all I want to say. So if I'm, if I'm speaking slower than normal, then I don't know. Honestly, it's a good thing. I kind of speak kind of fast, whatever. All right. So now how do we actually set and respect these boundaries? So one, you need to decide for yourself what you want the boundary to be and your comfort level should not be influenced by whatever anyone else is doing. So like I said, I was trying to just engage in hookup culture in the past because that's what my friends are doing, whatever. It didn't really feel good to me. It didn't feel natural to me 
didn't obviously get me anywhere good. So what you choose to do with yourself is not anyone else's business. And if someone else makes fun of you for doing or not doing something, then you need to evaluate if that person that's making fun of you truly deserves a place in your life. Um, next, you need to take time to decide on that boundary. So you don't have to act on anything before you decide, you know, what you want that boundary to be. And you can take as much or as little time as you want. For me, I know when I was setting this boundary, like I first pondered with what I wanted it to be like in June of like 2020, like all the way when I first started this journey. And I didn't really decide on that until like the following year. I finally said, you know what, like this is the boundary I have, like this is what I'm doing, like for real, you know what I mean? So see what feels good. I'm not going to say to experiment with anything. Do not engage in anything you don't want to, but it's like see how it feels to engage in the boundary and then set it for yourself. You know what I mean? And like you don't have to rush into anything, you know? And then actually stick to that boundary for a while and see how it makes you feel. And like the boundary is only going to make you feel good if you stick to it long term. So you're not going to be able to figure something out like if it's right for you or not if you don't practice it and you don't see how it goes for you. So don't feel bad about sticking to your boundary even if it seems like out of the new out of the norm or like something like, you know, that like you don't fit into your environment, like if you're not doing what everyone else is doing, like it's okay to stick to it and be like, "No, I'm I'm figuring out how this feels for me." Like this is um, you know, you don't owe anyone an explanation on your on your boundaries. Um, and next, just communicate your boundaries with the people that you need to, um, and don't feel like you need to explain yourself. Like I just said, the people who are worthy of being in your life will respect your boundaries without you having to ask them to respect them. And this goes with any categories of boundaries, not just physical intimacy. Um, and people also will only take your boundaries as seriously as you take them. So example, like how you want them to respect you and they will mirror that if they are someone that truly values you and wants to respect you, you know? Okay. So then, you know, while my opinion like on this self-respect is like the largest, hold on, let me backtrack. While in my opinion, like self-respect is like the biggest, like most focusing part of self-respect. It's not talking, oh my gosh, guys, I'm losing my mind. Okay. Physical intimacy, obviously, in my opinion, is like the largest part of self-respect and it's not talked about enough. Um, and it, it is sexual, whatever, like everything we just talked about, blah, 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 blah. Um, there are a bunch of other factors. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is there are a bunch of other factors that play into self-respect. Um, and I don't want to ignore them on this episode because maybe these other parts are ones that you're struggling with in self-respect most. Instead, maybe like you're cool with the sexual like physical intimacy stuff so we're just going to quickly go over some of the other areas of self-respect um that shouldn't be ignored as well because they're also equally as important so taking care of your body this goes like you know for eating habits exercise routines sleep schedules hydration basic self-care like making sure you have appropriate clothing and products to keep up with your hygiene all of that you owe it to yourself to take care of the body you've been given because you only get one to the best of your ability and to not do so would be to disrespect your health and that would be disrespectful to yourself. Um, so yeah, keeping up with your work and environment. This is making sure your space is clean and livable and pleasant and you're getting your work done, you know, not necessarily school or like actual work, but things like making sure you're grocery shopping or going to the doctors when you need to, things like that. Um, looking after your well-being. So prioritizing your mental health and wellness is huge. You guys know how I feel about this. I preach this every single episode pretty much. Um, and even like the sense of like sexual like 
physical intimacy, like this goes after looking after your well-being as well. Um, I don't have much else to say here that can be quick. Um, kind of the whole self-love, I mean, kind of the whole un uncensored self like encompasses this idea. Um, but, you know, same thing goes as like the first one kind of relates to that. Just taking care of your body um, and looking after your well-being and your body mentally. And then last but not least, speaking to yourself with appropriate language and tone. Um, just make sure you're not like sassing yourself or being sarcastic or being like being like belittling to yourself. I know sometimes it's easy to like get carried away with that, especially if you have a like weird sense of humor. Like if you are, if you cope with things, like if you, if you cope with humor, you know what I mean? Like it can get kind of like dark and sarcastic sometimes, but you know, and I could just say like, oh, be kind and like whatever, but if you put it in terms of self-respect, when you're mean to yourself, if you're being like highly, if you're just like, if you're not being nice to yourself, like that is highly disrespectful. Like you wouldn't want to get caught being disrespectful to a teacher or the CEO of a company you want to get a job for. So why be disrespectful to yourself? You know, make no excuses for it. So yeah, I just want to reiterate at the end of the episode that just like anything else, it doesn't make you any less of a person if you struggle in this area. And it happens to everybody. Like I said, like these feelings are still raw for me. And um, even though I'm not currently struggling with self-respect, the fact that I did makes me still struggle with it. Um, and it just still like brings me hurt. So yeah. So if you feel a little triggered or upset with yourself over this episode, like I've been there too. I'm still here, you know, and I'm I here to tell you guys that you are still worthy regardless of your choices, actions, or how you feel. Um, you know, you guys, I only talk about this things, these things in hopes to help someone who might be dealing with them with the same things because I used to. Um, and I wish that someone had told me this before I started engaging in all those things that I didn't want to, you know? So, um, I don't know. And not that people didn't tell me, but it's just like in this harsh like way or like speaking from experience or something, you know what I mean? Whatever. So I always get so nervous to come on here and talk to you guys because I'm like, I don't want you guys to hate me if I say things that are like, you know, kind of tug at your heartstrings a little bit. But um, it's not common for people to share their opinion on this type of stuff, you know? So whatever. But then I forget that you guys are choosing to listen to me. So I don't know. But yeah. Uh, that's it, everyone. That's the episode. I hope you guys have a newfound sense or a newfound love of self-respect um, and what that means and how to practice it in your own life. And I hope that you choose to set boundaries for yourself in any area of self-respect, especially within physical intimacy. Um, but just remember to be gentle on yourself and kind to yourself today. You're only doing the best that you can with the information that you have at the current moment. And you're beautiful in every sense of the word, no matter how you feel inside. And to circle back, thank you again for 1,000 plays. It truly means so much to me. I wish I could give you all the biggest hug. Seriously, you're like all my friends. <laughs> um, and I hope you guys find a friend in me as well. But be sure to pass this episode or podcast along to anyone who you think could benefit from hearing it. Um, and if you would like to take the time to rate and review this podcast, well as follow or subscribe, depending on the platform that you're listening on, I would so appreciate it. Can't wait to chat next week. And until then... I wish you all the joy in the world. XOXO. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my podcast. I really hoped you learned something today. If anything resonated with you, be sure to share this podcast with anyone else you feel needs to hear it. If you have questions or suggestions, feel free to email me at theuncensoredself at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my Instagram for more motivation and inspiration daily. I love the community we have on there. You can find it at The Uncensored Self. Your listenership is everything to me. 
Can't wait to chat again next Sunday. XOXO, Emily.